Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message.
some of those experiences, some problems, some struggles, and it, and it might feel like, man, I feel like my bottom is dropping out from anybody that ever been through that. Now, come on, let's be honest. There's, there's many of us in this room today, and you feel like, oh my goodness, I don't know what's going on. But it's comforting to know when God speaks, when God moves, when He is there, He never leaves us nor forsakes us, and we can have comfort and strength and peace in that. When we're able to shift our focus from what we're dealing with to this great, miracle-working, awesome, all-powerful, all-knowing God that moves in our life. Amen? And so I want to talk to you a little bit about that today, about miracles of protection. How I many you know God will protect you, right? Many of you, you know, like, God has protected you. In the middle of the mess, we don't see it. We're struggling, hurting, there's pain, there's sorrow, there's grief. But on the other side of it, we can look back and like, man, I should have died in that moment. I, I should have been, I should have been uh, so messed up in that moment. But God is brought me to His protection. His hand was over my life. Anybody got an amen for me? Testimony in that, in that right there. Come on. We serve a great God who protects us, and there are these miracles of protection. However, we often look for protection in the wrong moments. There's times when we get ourselves in a mess. Right? Uh, things, the decisions that we make, things that we do in our life, and, and we get ourselves in, in a mess. But it's like, oh God, if you just, if you just save me today, I'll serve you tomorrow, right? God, if you just move in my life now and get me out of this mess, I'll, I'll change it all. How many, we, we, you don't have to raise your hand, but we've all been there, right? Out of a situation that we got ourselves in, and now we have to live with the consequences. We like to, we like to, to, to negotiate with God in those. Oh God, if you just get me out of this jam, I'll serve you. I'll get, I'll get better. I'll get all right. Right? Come on, students. You ever had a test? And you know you didn't study for that test, but you'll pray, Jesus, if you just help me, you'll help me pass this test. I didn't study. I, I spent all my time playing Xbox last night, Lord. If you, if you just help me, help me pass this test. Because mama's going to kill me if I fail the test. She's going to take my, my, my games away and my phone away from my parents. She's going to take my keys away. For those of you that drive, I've been there, done that. Got a t-shirt. Oh, mama's going to kill me. Mama's going to kill me. I don't, I don't want to get in trouble. I got to pass it. I promise I'll listen to Pastor Aaron and Pastor Holly on Wednesday night tomorrow. I'll take notes. Like, I'll go to the altar. I'll do whatever. Right? <laughs> I prayed those prayers before. Don't feel alone. Young people, I've been there. Lord, I know I'm speeding. I just passed the cop. Lord, please help me not get Some of y'all did that this morning. But church, let's just be honest. I saw some young person in the door. 10 5. Yeah. Yeah. But there's times when we pray these prayers and we pray for God's protection in, in, in situations that we got ourselves. Now, God is sovereign and God is gracious. And yes, God can lead us. Even in those crazy moments, but, but oftentimes, those are not the times that we really need God's protection. It's in those moments where we experience things that are beyond our control. It's in those moments where things happen and we experience life because, let's be honest, we're going to face trouble in this life. Even Jesus himself told the disciples, listen, there's going to be trials, there's going to be tribulations. It's going to be those things. And, and God never promised. Like a, a relationship with Jesus is not just like a, 
an escape from all of those issues in life. We're going to go through it. But the promise that God gives us is that he will be with us every step of the way. And there's comfort and there's peace and there's strength in that. I know many of us, we want the way out. God, get me out of this pain. God, get me out of this moment. God, get me over. I want to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And maybe some of you are right there in that moment, right here, right now, today. God will be with you every step of the way. And sometimes the test is going to lead to a great testimony for what God is going to do in and through your life. Sometimes there's some things that we go through that are meant to change us and to stretch us and to mature us. Grows. We don't like it in the middle. We don't like to hurt. We don't like to go through those struggles. But God. But God has a plan. God has a plan for your life. Long before you face a problem, God already has a plan. Long before you ever face a struggle, long before you ever experience any of those issues in your life, God has a plan. He has the power to save. He has the power to miraculously protect us from harm in our life. And we started a series a couple weeks ago called Miracle in the Making. And I'm here to, to teach you and to talk through about these miracles of protection. Um, the, the Bible says in Psalm 37, 39 that the Lord rescues the godly. He is their fortress in times of trouble. Constantly throughout God's word, we know that God is our help in time of need. He's a fortress, a, a strong tower that we can run to, amen? And God is our help and protection. Long before you face the problem, God already has a plan. Long before rain flooded the earth, God had a plan to have Noah on that boat, right? Long before uh, Jonah was thrown overboard, God had a plan to send a fish to rescue. Long before the Israelites ran from the Egyptian armies, God had a plan to split that Red Sea. Long before you face a problem, God has a plan. He has the power to miraculously save. Come on, we, we serve a God who shut the mouths of lions. Come on. We, we serve a God who calmed the raging storm. Be right there with you every step of the way. So let's talk about the miracle of protection. Uh, turn to Acts chapter 16, verse 22. Acts chapter 16, verse 22. This is a very familiar passage. We, we often talk about it. Uh, many of you know about Paul and Silas and how they were in prison. And, and God does this uh, amazing miracle uh, in that prison as they begin to praise and shout out to God. God uh, releases the chains that were holding them. But do you know why they were in prison? Do you know the, the backstory uh, behind it? Paul and, and Silas were, were, were traveling and they were in this town and, and they had been doing um, ministry and, and, and praying for people, leading people to Jesus. And there's this, uh, there's this girl who was a fortune teller. She was, she was uh, a slave to this particular group of people and she had this spirit on her and she was able to, to be a fortune teller and like a psychic. And, and, uh, and that was her, her job and she made a lot of money doing this. A lot of money. And, and, uh, and Paul and Silas are walking through the town, and, and, and she comes up behind them in, in almost like a mocking manner. Because that's what happens when, when the spirits don't agree with each other, right? That's what happens when you get a, an evil, unclean spirit come in contact with the presence and power of God. And so Paul and Silas are walking through, and she begins to come behind them. Oh, these are men of the Most High God. And, and she's like obnoxious with it and loud. And, and, and day after day after day, she would do this. And the Bible says that Paul finally gets annoyed. He has enough. He's like, I, I, I'm done with this. 
They lay hands on them and they would see, like, cast the, the, the spirit out. Some of y'all want to do that with your kids sometimes, right? Some of y'all want to do it with your spouse. All right, that's another message altogether. But they got annoyed. They had enough. They're like, that's enough of this evil spirit. And they cast it out. And the girl's owners got upset because that was, that was a big money for them. They got upset and now Paul and Silas are arrested. And, and, they're, and they're not just arrested, but they're, they're beaten and they're stripped of their clothes. And they're thrown in prison. Acts chapter 16 verse 22 says, The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas. And the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison. And the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. Come on, let's pray. Jesus. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this day. God, for what you're going to do and what you're going to speak into our lives. Lord, may we learn to trust you more. Even when we can't see you in the midst of our, our issues. Even when we don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. Even when we don't see the miracle in the making, God. May we learn to trust you even more. May we, those be the moments, God, where we are closer to you. God, where we lean into you even more. Not pull away from you. Not get frustrated. Not get upset. God, lean into you and learn to worship you in those intimate moments. God, it's easy to praise you on the, on the mountaintop. But what about those valley low moments in our life? May we learn to worship you even more. To trust you even more. God, give us faith. Give us eyes to see even when we can't. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, so here we have Paul and Silas. They're, they're, they're stripped of their clothes. They're, they're, they're beaten. They're thrown into prison. Maybe you're here today, and, and maybe you're not stripped of your clothes, but maybe you've gone through some issues in life and some problems and some struggles, and maybe you're facing those things right now, and you've been stripped of hope. Maybe you've been stripped of faith or, or, or trust in God. Maybe you weren't beaten with rods. Maybe you were beaten with words. Right? Maybe you were, were beaten with doubts and, and discouragement. Maybe you find yourself now or at some point, God, you have found yourself. God, where, where are you? God, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm hurting. I'm going through this thing. And, and, and I don't really see the point in all this. God, God where, where are you? Maybe you're there today. By this end of the service, I pray that God moves in, in your life and shows you. Maybe you face some disappointments, some letdowns, and, and maybe you look at God and say, God, I'm going through this. Why, did, why, why aren't you protecting me, God? This isn't fair. Why am I going through this? Maybe it left you pulling away from God. Maybe, maybe you're like, you know what? I don't feel like praying. I'm not going to pray. I don't feel real spiritual right now. I don't feel like reading my Bible. And maybe start to pull away from church. I'm like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not in fact, I'm, I'm, just, I'm done with this Jesus thing because it's not really working. Right? That, that's just real honest to goodness questions and doubts that many of us may face and have faced in our life. In verses 25 and 26, it says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. When is the last time you worshipped uh, to where the room shook? When is the last time in your car when you got the, the radio playing? When is the last time in your room when you're having quiet time? When was the last time in a, in a, in a service on a Sunday morning you, you were worshipping and you were just so caught up in it that man, the presence of God was so strong and so thick that it shook the room? 
That was where Paul and Silas found themselves. Where the prison is damp, it's dark. It's not like Orient Road, okay? It's not Fortinburg. They didn't have cable. They didn't have yard time to go work out, right? They couldn't get a degree. It was damp, it was dark, it was probably rats. I'm sure the food wasn't good and they had food at all. And they sit there, they're beaten, closing the strip out of them. Can you imagine there's just no hope? Like, what are we going to do now? But we don't see that dialogue play out in that moment. Maybe they have the thoughts, but that wasn't their response. They said, you know what? Let's worship God. Let's praise Him. Let's lift up a shout. Let's, let's sing some hymns. Let's sing some songs uh, unto the Lord. And then it says, suddenly there was a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And at once, all the prison doors flew open. Everyone's chains came loose. Not just their chains, but everyone's chains came loose. Because that's what the power and presence of God does as he uh, rescues you in your life, as he redeems you and, and restores you and, and fixes your mess in your life. Guess what? Wherever you go, the power and presence of God goes with you. So guess what? That, that affects the people around you. Oh, we are chain breakers in this room because we serve the great chain breaker. And wherever we go, whoever we reach, whoever we share that goodness with, can break their chains too. It's not just about us. It's not just about a miracle happening in our lives. It's what radiates through us through the power and the presence of God. So what is a miracle? It is God in heaven intervening here on earth. It is God intervening. I want to help you see the miracle in the making in your life today. Whatever that is, whatever struggle that is, whatever problem that is, whatever breakthrough you need today, I want to help you see the miracle in the making. Can I do that? First thing I want you to notice is that Paul didn't wait to worship. Paul didn't wait to worship until the conditions were right. He didn't wait until he got out of jail. He didn't wait until, until he knew he, he was free. He didn't, he didn't wait until he saw the light at the end of the tunnel. Paul didn't wait to worship. They worshiped before. They worshiped before God moved. They worshiped before the chains came loose. They worshiped before anything ever happened. That was his response. The writer of Hebrews, he tells us to offer a sacrifice of praise. Sometimes we're going to have to, 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 to really push through some things in our life to worship God. But there's many times we come in on Sunday and it's like, you know what, I just don't feel like worshiping God. You know, I, I, I'm tired, I've really gone through it, this has been a stressful week, I just don't feel like worshiping God. Or, or I'm in that struggle and I'm just not feeling real spiritual. But man, I, I bet Jesus didn't feel like going on that cross for you and for me. I bet Jesus didn't feel like suffering and hurting and dying for you and, and for me. But he did it anyway because there was purpose in it. It was all about you and all about me. And come on, he deserves our praise no matter how we feel. May our worship never be subjected to how we feel. Because we don't worship God based on what he does or doesn't do. We worship him for who he is. And whether we see him in the moment, whether we see a breakthrough in the moment, he still deserves all the praise and all the glory. You might as well say amen this morning. It's one thing to praise God when you see his power. It's a completely other thing to praise him when you don't see him. It's a whole other level of intimacy with God to say, you know what? I'm really going through it now, but I'm going to lift my hands anyway. I'm really hurting right now, but you know what? God is bigger than any problem or hurt that I can have, and I'm going to praise him anyway. It's a completely different level. Remember a couple weeks ago, we said that the miracle that happens is a byproduct of our faith. 
It's a byproduct of, of leaning into him more. It's a byproduct of saying, you know what? I know I'm going through it, but I know God is, is bigger, and I'm just going to trust him. However he moves, if he never moves, he's still good, and I'm still going to worship him. And when you can come to that place and you walk with Christ, again, it's a different level of intimacy with him. Two times to worship God. When you feel like it, when you don't. Because God deserves Worship. He is God. Come on. He is the Alpha and Omega. He is God Almighty. Lord of glory. Created all things. The angels right now are singing, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Come on. You might as well shout. This is God. This is not some other God. This is not little G God. This is God, the one true God. Yahweh. Come on. This is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He deserves our praise, whether we feel like it or not. It's not about us. None of this is. It's not about how we feel. And I, I don't want to. I don't want to undermine or diminish any pain or struggle that you have experienced or are experiencing today. Please understand that. But it is not about us and how we feel. It's all about who He is, and He is a good God. He is a faithful God that you can put your hope and trust in today. In the middle of prison, at midnight, yo, that's past my bedtime, y'all. Passing a lot of y'all Middle of prison, midnight. They said, we're not gonna agree with this. We're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're not gonna partner with this today. Yeah, we might be chained up. That never held Paul back. I mean, Paul was in prison many times. That never held him back from writing and, and ministering to people. Much of the New Testament was done out of prison. They didn't stop Paul. Whatever prison we might find ourselves in today, whether it's hurt or pain or some past experience or some current situation that we're in, don't let that hold you back. Don't let that chain you down, but let the presence of God come in and free you. In the middle of prison, in the middle of midnight, but praising God, God shows up in a miraculous way. There's an earthquake, the building shakes, shackles come free. Jailer comes running in the room. You read up ahead in the rest of the story. The jailer comes in and he's freaking out. He's like, like, what are we going to do? Like, the Romans were kind of harsh. And so he's like, what are we going to do? And he thought everybody was gone. So he got the sword. He goes to kill himself. He's like, they're going to kill me anyway. So I'm, you know. Paul says, no, 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 no. Don't do that. We're here. We didn't leave. Because see, there was, there was more to it than just that miracle them being released. There was more to it. The jailer falls. Come on, this is the miracle of the making right here. He says, what do I need to do to be saved? He recognized this wasn't something that was normal. This was not natural. This was supernatural. And he came to salvation through this miracle that happened. And not only him, but they go to his entire family. His entire family gets saved. It was not just about Paul and Silas getting released. It was more to it than that. God miraculously protected Paul's life, obviously. But God often protects us in so many ways that we don't understand. There's more than just Paul at stake here. It's this whole jailer's family. But God protects us in so many ways that we don't understand. There's times that God has protected you and you don't even realize it. 
Come on, we get annoyed by getting stuck by trains here in Flint City all the time, am I right? But you don't know that that might be a coincidence, and maybe most of the time it is, but that, God might be protecting you from something else. You, you thought, I'm late to my meeting, I'm stuck by this stupid train, why is it backing up and stopping again? Travis, help me out, you, I know you work with that company. I never understood that. We won't throw stones at you. Uh, we find it so frustrating, it might be God's protection. Could be just a coincidence, but it could be God's protection. Right? It, it, maybe, you know, a young person, or maybe you, you went to school, maybe you got rejected from that college. And maybe there's a reason for it. Maybe that wasn't God's plan. Or maybe you didn't get that job because that wasn't God's plan for you. That wasn't, it, it, oftentimes we, 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 we feel like that rejection, and it hurts. But sometimes rejection is God's protection. God protects us. There's some prayers that we pray and, and there's some things that we want. And sometimes God gives us what we want, but a lot of times God gives us what we need. And they're not things that we were even thinking of, right? Come on, come on. There's a reason that maybe you didn't get married to that person. And it's a really good reason. It's a good thing you didn't marry that person. <laughs> God rescued you from something else on the other side of that. But it hurt in the moment, right? As we get to know the goodness and the faithfulness of God, we will begin to see that long before we face the problem, God had a plan. Well, God has a plan. And sometimes God's eternal purposes, they don't align with our temporary plans. And so, so often we, we're only looking at our plan. We're only looking at what we want in the moment instead of looking at, all right, what's God's bigger plan? What, what's God's purpose in everything? In my life, in the things that I face, in the situations and struggles that I face. And in every moment, God has a plan and a, and a purpose. Again, I told you, this is not the only time Paul was arrested. It's estimated that somewhere between five and six years Paul spent in prison at different times. After his fifth missionary journey, he was put in prison. He was tried by Nero, and Romans didn't crucify Romans, so they beheaded him. How about, how's that for a ministry plan? How's that? You're not going to retire, but you know, this is your package. Right? And that was like that for many of the disciples. There were some that were crucified upside down, some got boiling uh, oil poured over them. Right? John, uh, John was exiled to the Isle of Patmos. But that didn't stop them from doing ministry. John, we are seeing giving us great revelation. And we have the book of Revelation uh, uh, for that. And, and we see Paul throughout all these different books, writes to these churches. They still do ministry in these moments. Sometimes God's eternal purposes don't line up with our temporary plans. There may be some things that we go through and we just don't understand. We don't see the purpose in it. Do we hurt? Yes. Do we struggle? Absolutely. Do we continue to trust God? Oh yeah. Every step of the way. Because we worship Him not for what He does or doesn't do, but for who He is. So what do we do? If God can miraculously protect us, what do we do? We pray for protection. Pray for protection. I, I heard of a story of, of a group of people that are trapped in an elevator. Right, and it's stuck between one floor and the other. I don't know if you've ever been in that situation. I have not, praise the Lord. 
But they're, they find themselves stuck between one floor and the next, and, and immediately they go to panicking, because that's what I would do. And then they start saying, help anybody, can you help? Come on, we're stuck in here. And they start yelling, and they yell, and they yell louder, but it doesn't work. Nobody's coming. Others, they start beating, bam, 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 get us out of here. Banging on the door. Doesn't work. There's one man that calmly moves from one side of the elevator to the other, opens up this little latch, pulls out a phone. Yeah, hello? Yeah, yeah, we're stuck in the elevator between this floor and that floor. Can you, can you send us some help? Yes, yes, we'll, we'll be there right away. We'll come, we'll come and help you out. The people were so stuck in, in, in their problem and in the craziness and this panic, which I get, I would be too, but they got so consumed with how are we going to get out of here and there's no one to help and, and they're so consumed and, 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 and so panicky that they forget that there's a phone connected to the security department. Right? And they screamed and, and they yelled and, and, and all these things and, and they forgot that they had to use that connection. Right? There is this connection that we have with God and it's called prayer. Right? And, and oftentimes we only use it in like extreme situations, but, but it's meant for us to connect with God all the time. But so many times we get so caught up in our problems, we get so caught up in how big this struggle looks and wow, this is too great. This giant in my life is too great. This prison in my life is, is too great. What am I going to do? I don't know what to do. We turn to all these different things and nothing works. But there's one thing that always works. That's prayer. That's God. That's God moving in our life. We have this connection to a miracle working God. And he'll be there with us every step of the way Jesus taught us to pray like that. He said, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So prayer of protection. You need to be praying for protection. Protection over your family. You gotta pray over your spouse. I know they irritate you sometimes, but you gotta pray for them. You gotta pray for your marriage. You gotta pray for your kids. You gotta plead the blood of Jesus over your house. Oh, pray, for pray for protection over yourself because the enemy, is all, he wants to come and kill and, and destroy and, and he's working really hard. If you notice, there's a lot of attack on family right now. Kids, marriages. You better pray. Pray for protection. Lead us not in distinction. Deliver us from evil. Before you face a problem, God already has a plan. And here's the deal. I would rather hurt in his will than live in comfort outside of it. Look at Paul's response. I love Paul's response. I, I, I just love Paul altogether. But Paul never said in prison one time, in all those years in prison, all those times he was like, he never said, well, God, this isn't fair. Why do you keep doing this? Why do you keep allowing this to happen, God? It wasn't God that was doing it. God, why do you keep allowing this to happen? This is not fair. I'm doing your work, Lord. I'm doing what you call me to do. Why, why does this keep happening? Why? It's not fair. But not one time that we see him say that. Go ahead. Read through the prison epistles. Philemon, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Read through them. How many times does Paul say, we rejoice in suffering? What is that? It's weird. Oh, I, I delight in hardships and in persecution. That's so countercultural. I'm okay with difficulties because when I'm weak, he is strong. God, don't read through him. He says it over and over and over again. And it came to the point where he realized that there's nothing that can separate me from the love of God. 
It was Paul that coined those words from prison. There's nothing that can separate me from God. He also said that God works all things together for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. So Paul, how, how can you have this mindset? How can you have this perspective when, you, when you're in prison and when you're going through these persecutions? Church, we're, we're spoiled here in America. There's churches all over the world that are, are getting severely persecuted. They can't even have public gatherings like us. But they're having revival. Because there's a desperation that is leading them. In that moment. Come on, in the breakups and in the breakdowns, in the losses and in the winds of life. We can have hope, we can have peace, we can have strength. Why? Because he is with us. Do you recognize that today? Can you see him with you every step of the way. If you can't, you need to pause. You need to take a step back for whatever you're struggling, whatever you're going through. Take a step back and, and pray and look. Say, God, where are you? And I promise you, He will show. He will show you because He's a shelter that we can run to. Worship team, you guys can come up. He is a shelter that we can run to. Come on, we live in Florida and it gets really hot. It's already been a hot spring. I know it was cool the past couple of days. It's been really nice. But it gets really hot here in Florida. And on really hot days, I know we like to, to come in and, and, and get some AC inside. But, but when we're outside, maybe you're out doing work or out in the yard or you're hanging out with the kids, you're at the ball field and, and doing different things. When you're out and it's super hot, where do we go for comfort? We go to the shade. Where is the shade? Some, some of y'all go to the beach and you bring the shade with you. Yeah, you're, you're those people that bring the canopies and the umbrellas and everything. Yeah. We, why? Because the shade is comforting. The shade will protect you from the hot sun, the heat of it. Psalm 91, verse 1 says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in where the shadow of the Almighty. Shadows, by definition, are a place of protection and of covering. They provide relief from the direct heat of the sun. If the heat is severe, the shadow is the place. That we run to. I, I know where my help comes from. I know when the heat of life is, is burning, when there's, there's things going on. I know where my help comes from. It comes from the Lord's making heaven. I know where I can run to. I can run to the, not, not just the shadow of the Almighty. Another verse would say the shadow of His wings. I know where I can run to. I know that He is my portion, that He is my strength, that He is my help in time of need. I know that because His Word says that. I know that because... God does that in my life. God never promises that we're not going to go through things, but He does promise that He will be with us every step of the way. The mountaintops and the valley lows. Long before you face a problem, God has a place. So you can trust Him today. You can love Him. You can serve with Him. You can walk with Him. And, and I know that we can go through the fire of heaven, and guess what? We won't be burned. I'll still have to go through it, but I'm not going to be burned. Right? Come on, young people. I can go through the waters, and I'm not going to drown because the Lord my God is with me. Come on, do you believe that today, church? So no matter what we face, whether it's struggle, problem, pain, we know that God, there is a miracle in the making that God will be with us. Every step of the way. Even when it's hard, even when it doesn't feel good, we can worship Him. Come on, as we get ready to close, we'll stand up with you this morning. I want you to imagine for a 
tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.